That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't gonna waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, uh, how much did you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? <laughs> No love, no breaks. Lowbrow, high stakes, crack smoke, black folks. Big Macs, fat folks, ecstasy capsules, presidential scandals. Everybody move. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy with Tips podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we have our second ever Skype guest in the house. Uh, no offense to Michelle, but she was kind of a trial run. For this, yeah. for this one, because you know, I, Chris is, uh, I think the first person ever had me on his podcast via Skype. Yes. And, uh, you know, everybody, uh, say what's up to Chris. This is Chris from the Insanity Report, uh, or the Insanity How's Check everybody? Podcast. How's everybody doing, man? I'm very, very honored to be on your show, man. I've been begging you for the last couple, last couple of months, actually. <laughs> 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 I was getting kind of jealous because, you know, you had all these interview guests and everybody else being on the show. I'm like, Man, I remember talking to you about how 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 to get your podcast started. I'm like, man, do I have to drive that? <laughs> knock on your door. Is that, is that what I'm about to do? <laughs> but no, really, man, I'm I'm honored, man. I'm, I'm glad your podcast is taking off, man. Honestly, it, it, it's been great, man. It's been great having my past my podcast doing great. It's been great hearing you know your podcast doing great. I mean, it's just I don't network really well. And so it's, it's, it's great that I was able to meet you and to be able to network with you on, on doing podcasts and just everything we do, you know, with Twitter. And I'm hoping that in the future we do a lot more stuff together, man. But it's just been great. I've, I've been really honored. Yeah, no doubt, man. It's been fun. And, um, you know, a lot of listeners to this podcast, I know they're probably familiar with me shouting it out. And, uh, hopefully they went and listened to, uh, your podcast, which is the Insanity Check 
um podcast and uh it's you uh rice uh dylan um and then you know a, a whole other cast or other guests yeah we, 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 we're like you know we're like sesame for you know you got the core you got big board for you know cookie monster and you got a whole bunch of other people it's like so who is that who's that person oh, okay so there every now and then we bring a guest from like way the beginning like we just had uh the rapper jackson who was like Anybody remembers, you know, he's been following the podcast for a while. He's like from like episode like 40 maybe. We're almost at 200 now, so. Yeah, they, he, he and Rice did that song, uh, Nothing But Foe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they went out to California and did Nothing But Foe. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's actually, uh, I tell people, you know, Jackson, he's, he's actually one of my favorite Arthur Hunter rappers, you know. I, I think he has a lot of skills. And it's, it's funny because um, this is a guy that works, you know, for a, for a major company, you know, as an engineer. And here he is, you know, rapping on the side and, you know, using new media to, to, to better himself. And he's actually doing really well out there. Yeah, dude, we, uh... Uh, I used to rap back in the day, and I, you know, I stopped doing it because I just wasn't feeling the whole vibe, and I felt like I had to be fake almost to, to really get people to listen or whatever. And uh, as I got older, I was like, man, I could do another album. I'm just as talented as a lot of these dudes. Um, but if I did another album, I wanted to call it the Business Casual Album, and just have like a whole business theme to like regular shit, like going to work, having a degree. So I was like, I don't know if anybody would listen to this shit, but listen, you know, no, no bullshit, no bullshit. That's actually how Jack started off. His 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 first mixtape was basically like, I, I hate work. <laughs> and, I mean, honestly, and he started he started. Off, I mean, now that he's he's doing, I mean, he's working with producers now and, and hooked up with other you know producers that are out there. I mean, there's so many people out there now using the internet to connect with each other. Now he's basically you know doing a real album now. But it's not really through a major a, a major record company, and he's still able to get his music out using the internet. Yeah, that's awesome. And that and that first his first mixtape was basically using the same kind of setup we're using now for uh, uh, for podcasts. You know, he had a mic, his Mac, and GarageBand, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was the suit. When they did when they recorded Nothing But Foe, they mm-hmm. were actually in his kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can do it like that though, man, and, it, and it'll sound good too. Um, all right, so. Uh, let me uh, go ahead and say that the unofficial sport of the podcast is unofficial sport for the ball, right? And the official weapon on the podcast is the taser. I had to think about that because one time he asked me that, and I reversed it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let me take hard. Hopefully, uh, police don't treat taser as a sport. I hope not. That'd be a great sport to watch. <laughs> the way they retain the old folk, I think they do. Yeah, you might have to, you might accidentally become a participant and don't even know you're playing the game. No, no thanks. You got a first and ten taser. <laughs> and uh, also, let me plug the uh, voicemail line. You can call the vo- the call. You can call the show. Leave us a voicemail, and uh, you know we'll wake up early on Saturday mornings and we will respond to your voicemails. Uh, the number is 704-557-0186. And you can leave comments for the show on Podomatic.com or you can go to Facebook uh, and you can go to iTunes. Just search for The Black Guy Who Tips. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. We read those. We definitely uh, appreciate them. We always respond back. Uh, we try to be very interactive with our listeners. And um, don't forget you can email the show, TheBlackGuyWhoTips at gmail.com. Um, and something I like to say, Chris, and it's hilarious, but only Roderick knows I do this. Every time I refer to your show, I never call it right. Every time I call it talks about your show, I'm like, yeah, the insanity report? 
He was like, Aaron, that's a good name. I was like, oh, my, my bad. That's not the name of the show. He was like, no, Karen. <laughs> You know, it, it's okay though, because you know what? Honestly, for the for the first like few episodes, I was in the same thing. Like, yeah, this is a Sandy report. Po- oh, fuck, no, it's uh, Sandy check mark. <laughs> at the beginning, the first episodes, we used to get everybody's name wrong because you know we all use our you know our internet name. We don't use our real name. We don't show. And so we'd be talking to you. I'd be like, yeah, hey, Amy. I mean, right? <laughs> Fucking mess. Yeah, but, hey, I mean it is what it is. But hey, if you plug the Insanity Report, you basically plug the podcast because it all goes the same place. So okay, hey, I, I can't get mad. I can't get mad. Yeah, somebody today hit me up and was like, "Yeah, man, I'm telling everybody to get on the Black Guy That Tips." And I was like, "Oh, get the name right. I appreciate it." The, you know, not this is not me being a smart ass. I do appreciate it, but I don't know where that link goes to. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll uh, never find us on Google. And I'm you know, found- the truth is, nowadays, you know what you gotta do? You gotta go and buy that name, though. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> buy, buy both. Buy the Black Eyed Blue Tip and the Black Eyed Dad Tip. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to get these fools to use the right name. Yeah. Like, like, hey, hey, let's keep it the one name. We don't want to uh, have to buy some more shit. Y'all ain't <laughs> donating that much. Um, So, uh, you can also, I found out this week, you can get our podcast on Blackberries now. Oh, uh, all you need to do is put the RSS feed into like a podcast app that they have. Mm-hmm. And um, anybody that hits me up on Twitter at Rodimus Prime, uh, I, I will send out occasionally a link to like how to do that. And because um, I don't have a Blackberry. No. But, uh, and I'm looking yeah. at you like, what's the RSS feed? I have no idea what that is. Well, that's why I do the technical things. I'm glad you lady. do. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'd be lost. Oh. It, it's a free app uh, I know because uh, people hit me up about it too on the Blackberry it's a free app on uh, Blackberry called I think it's called Belt app, Podcast app or something like that yeah cool yeah, yeah. you just copy and paste the link in there uh, make sure they know though kind of I think this to one of my friends who didn't realize this that because our podcasts are fairly long fairly large files that if you for some reason have a podcast that doesn't have a media card in it mm-hmm. like an SD card you're probably not going to want to do that oh okay so we <laughs> might it, throw it yeah. up yeah, yeah, I think it downloads the, 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 it automatically downloads the, the file for you, and so okay. you kind of need to have space on your card. So just make sure people know that. So yeah, you know, call your phone and say, "Man, you know, I try to download your podcast, and I can't get anything else. I can't get my phone on my phone. <laughs> I can't call nobody. <laughs> no, as, as you get larger, you know, people start start asking you to do everything. It's like, man, you know, your phone don't work on droids. It's like, man, are you gonna pay for me to make a droid app? <laughs> I don't. No, man, y'all ain't giving me this kind of money. I don't get paid for this. Yeah, exactly, dude. And I mean, you actually have your own app on iTunes. Um, well, see, and, yeah, and that was free. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, my, the, the place I host my file at surprised me one day and we're like, hey, we're making free iPhone app. You want one? I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's like, fuck yeah. But that droid shit, yeah, I gotta, I either gotta write it myself and gotta pay somebody to do that. And I'm like, huh? I love you guys to death, but <laughs> yeah, you like you want to start paying for these podcasts because I can put the ninety nine cent thing, but then none of us will be happy. Y'all, right. y'all won't be listening, and I won't. I'll be talking to nobody. So fuck. Start, that. Getting, start getting sponsored by the RNC or some shit, and then people will really be pissed. Be like, why is Palin <laughs> running ads in your podcast? I'm like, because you motherfucking Republicans pay. That's right. <laughs> All right, so um. Oh, speaking of Palin, man, you know, did you, do you watch uh, Real Time with Bill Maher? No, I don't. Okay, yeah, yeah, his show is back, and I don't know if you're into that show, but that's... Yeah, I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess clips of it. Yeah, it's a pretty good show, man. I mean, I'm not... 
the biggest Bill Maher fan, but I, I do like his show as opposed to a lot of the shit on TV, man. Because I, I, we didn't mention this before, but uh, Chris's podcast is a political podcast as well as a lot of bullshit and tomfoolery like we like to do here. Um, but, uh, you know, it has a, a more of a political slant to it. So, I, you know, that's why I brought up the Bill Maher thing. Um, but yeah, I, I like Bill Maher. And sometimes he goes a little too far. You know, it's, yeah. it's like you're... He's like, unlike your, you know, uh, I like John Stewart more because John Stewart is kind of a down the middle type of guy, almost, you know. Yeah. He pretty much calls it kind of fair. Bill Maher is pretty much a raging liberal, and so anything that's not a liberal, he's basically firing up. So you kind of got to say, not saying it's a bad thing all the time, right. but sometimes it's just, you know. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Like one thing I think that's a little different from about me that uh, compared to other people is like I can listen to people I disagree with. Mm-hmm. And as long as I feel like one, they have some type of uh, actual conscience or morality or something that's like some type of uh, moral stance that is guiding that what they're saying and not just saying whatever the fuck that comes to mind. And then the other thing is it has to kind of make sense. You know, there has to be a logic to it. So I can listen to like Bill Maher, but I can't listen to like Rush Limbaugh and take him serious, you know? Well, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like, listen to. There's some people you. I, I when I listen to like a Rush Limbaugh or or Glenn Beck, I'm listening to them just so I can find out what kind of fuckery is coming down the road. Because they're like, they're, they're like the polar veers of everything. You know, they, they're lighting off everything, to let you know what's coming down mm-hmm. the, down the pipe from the Republicans. So I watch them and like, oh great, death panels in five, <laughs> three. To, and then there comes Fox News or somebody talking about something. Oh yeah, I've got death panels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the game book. It's like getting the game plan ahead of time. Um, exactly. All right, man. So let's get into some motherfucking podcasting. Um, <laughs> uh, Domino's commercials. I think they got me, man. They got you. I think I've seen enough of those fucking commercials that I made jokes about, the ones that are like... Oh, I'm about to say, we're going to take a picture of our pizza too? I don't understand. I think so. Yes. I think even the picture. I'm going to take a picture <laughs> of the pizza. And it better be right, because I will be disappointed and posted everywhere. Domino's. Well, I saw one today, and the hook of this commercial was someone delivered a shit pizza to somebody somewhere, and they showed yeah. how the box was dented in, the cheese got all on the top of the box. <laughs> and the fucking seat... The CEO is sitting there with a picture of the pizza, like this is unacceptable. And I was like, you know what? I'm in. I'm yeah, fucking he, in. He's the total opposite from the Papa John's man, ain't he? I guess. The Papa John's man, like, look, we'll give you an extra large free pizza with unlimited toppings, doing football games. Yeah. You know the funny thing about the Domino's commercials? Yeah. I actually think they're doing. They're they're actually hurting more than they're helping sometimes. Because honestly, Dom- the Domino's has really set their game up for the pizza. Like, right. I actually now, I order exclusively from Domino's now. Because their pizza crust is actually like, it's on some gourmet type shit. Like, some top chef gourmet shit. Mm. That's how that's how their pizza, their pizza crust tastes. Like, if they just sent me the pizza crust, I'd be happy. Their shit is good. But I feel like their commercials are so ampest almost that people were just like, eh, fuck Domino's. <laughs> their commercials... <laughs> Are like like the thing with their commercials that kill me is that they're admitting that they're untrustworthy <laughs> and that they used to be shit. Like that is the two things. You're like, no, nigga, don't do that. <laughs> they're, the, they're, the, they're the 
a Microsoft commercial of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Microsoft's like, yeah, well, Windows 7, you can now get your printer to work. <laughs> You're like, motherfucker, we've been dying for that for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be happy now that my printer all of a sudden now works Windows 7. So I was like, yeah, guess what? Now our pizza actually tastes like pizza and not called <laughs> Yeah, he's like, you remember how pizza is supposed to taste like pizza and not ketchup? Yeah, we do that now. Come back. Yeah, and you're, you're like, you're gonna be like, wow, shit. Okay. They, they sold me. It's like, no. But honestly, <laughs> again, the sad thing about it is, the pizza's actually damn good now. Like, they're, they're American Legends pizzas. Mm-hmm. I, always, I always get the, 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 the cheesesteak joint. Yeah, I'm fat. Yeah, fuck it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got an inner fat guy named Bob. Bob has I, I ain't afraid to admit that. But my inner fat guy loves the fucking fat, uh, the, um, the cheesesteak, uh, American Legends pizza. This shit is off the fucking hook. It's, it's insane. But again, their commercials, they're, they're just so, like, whiny and complaining. It's just like, you know, we're sorry. Please come back to us. Like, when they were tracking down the people. Yeah. Just said, still, we're still saying fuck Domino's. They it was like, they were, they were surprised rolling up to these motherfuckers' houses. Like, come on, try the pizza, baby, please. I got these two cheeseburgers. God suck your dick. <laughs> like, oh, really? That's what the joint was, yo. <laughs> man, come on, man. Come on, yo. Come on, just shake just, 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 just pizza, man. Come on, come on. Man, I'll suck your dick for five dollars. You eat pizza, man. It's like, <laughs> it's like, stop. And the funny thing about it, in some of the commercials, you can see the people eating the pizza, and we're just like, okay, I'm gonna eat this pizza just so you guys can leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> exactly. They're like, you know, I'm a vegetarian, but whatever. I'll fucking eat it. Just get the fuck out. Get out of my house. Like it was it's amazing commercial. By the end, you're just trying to buy pizza to help them get their pride back. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> like I'll I'll buy one if you guys just just stop begging. <laughs> it was like like so like those girls are selling girls out cookies outside of the Safeway. It's like so listen, okay? You, you can ignore them until they have that one girl that's always on crutches and you're just like fuck. Okay, you're like, well, just give give me two bucks. <laughs> Like they, they might as well have those little black kids that go around the neighborhood. They're like, I'm selling magazines, so we don't gotta rob people. Like they might as well do that. <laughs> and that, and that shit that happened to me the other day. I was at AutoZone, and that's what the dude did. He was like um, selling something for the kids, and he had must have been doing it all day because he looked hot and sweat. I was like, I don't want it, but here's two, here's a few dollars. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time, before I moved here, I was living uh, at my grandfather's house, and he has, a, he has his townhouse, and this guy, this, this kid, I mean, he was like maybe a high school kid, right? So he's up in a suit, but you know, they always show up in a suit that's way too big for him, right? Right. So it's, after, you know, it's, like, it's like three sizes too big, and he's there, damn, there was some, was like a box of some cleaning stuff, right? And it was like just like some water and some bleach in a, in a bottle. Like, yes, how you doing, sir? I'm here telling myself for our football seat. And this stuff cleans everything out. He starts spraying the 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 the, uh, the concrete in front of me. Starts scrubbing it with like a toothbrush. Like, see, see, sir, this place. I'm like, I'm just like, okay, how can I tell this kid I don't want to buy this shit? I mean, it looks. You're, you're looking at me like it's so pathetic that you're just like you want to give them money, but you know that that part is that part of the hustle. Yeah. The more pathetic they look, the more you're gonna give them your money. Like you could just imagine the adult that's like the chaperone that's over the program. Like taking them to Goodwill, getting them suits that are way too big and shit, to be like, yeah, this way they'll think that uh you don't own a suit or that if you did, you used to fit in it, but you lost weight because you live on the streets. Like, 
I'll be honest. I'm I'm pretty good at at, 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 at I, I can get cold hearted. I can, I'm pretty good at saying no. But there's one time they really got me. You know what it was? It's outside of a, it's outside of a, a, a shopper. Some blonde girl selling handmade a homemade candles, yo. Wow. I, 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 yo, I couldn't say no, yo. So I, how do you say no to a blind girl that just made homemade candles, yo? And they actually look kind of good too. And I'm just like, I can't say no to that. I can't. I mean, she's <laughs> she made homemade candles. That's <laughs> Dude, I'm like uh, Andre. I'm, I'm like I'm like Adrian Peterson with the stiff arm at this point. Like, <laughs> I don't know what what kind of homeless hook would get me. I remember I was in Atlanta once, and this dude we were getting on the martyr, uh the, the train line down there, and there was this guy with a sign that said, uh, "I'm deaf, uh, please help, you know, donate money." And so I went behind him. My friend stood in front of him. I went behind him and said, "Hey, yo, man, I got five dollars." And he turned around. And I said, "Man, get the fuck out of here." <laughs> like, how you hear me, dog? This is bullshit, man. But anyway, um. Yeah, you talking about the Girl Scouts. The Girl yeah. Scouts, uh, whenever they hit one of the Harris Teeters up above our house, uh, whenever they sell them cookies, me and Roger was both suckers, cause everybody come home with two boxes of cookies. Like, he has mine and his, I have mine and his, for you know, everybody got like two boxes of cookies at the house. It was like, hey, they wasn't you too? <laughs> well, Girl Scouts isn't fair because that's not me giving out of any pity. That's me giving out of greed. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Yeah, see, see, no, see, Girl Scouts don't get me no more. I don't care if they got the the chick there who got the two crutches and come on some. Well, yeah, we're doing this so little Jenny can go to Girl Scouts. No, they don't fucking get me. Mm-hmm. They don't get me with that shit. No, uh, uh. The cookies are so good, man. I think they sprinkle crack on those cookies. They're <laughs> delicious, man. I can't, every, every time I see them, I'm like, I, I return to crack. I'm like, oh, cookies. My mouth stopped watering. I stopped trimming it. I, I'm like, how much they cost now? They were like, well, we went up. Wait a minute. I got change in my car, girl. I just like back scratching. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm a sucker. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, they, they don't. They don't get me no more with that shit. I, I mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no, See, sir. The thing is, on our side of town now, these Girl Scouts aren't like the ones in the hood. Like, in the hood, they used to get us with the sympathy. Like, we won't be able to go to Florida this year. But now, now it's just these nice-looking, rich white kids and their parents. They be all happy. They yeah. put stickers on you. Here's a sticker. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> soccer mom sitting in their SUV watching them smoking a cigarette or some shit. So, mm-hmm. like... The whole thing is like a completely different angle now where they're just like, these some good ass cookies, ain't they? And then it's just, yeah, like, all yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they don't get me on sympathy. It's simply either I want some cookies or I don't. If I don't, them bitches don't get a dime. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if, I, if they, you catch me on the, on the wrong day, then everybody, everybody goes uh, moneyless. But, um, all right. So I had a new update on my blog today. Uh, yeah, today. Um, and it's called uh, Mike Vick Isn't a Martyr. And uh, for those who want to check out the blog, you can go to theblackguywhotips.com or you can go to theblackguywhotips.blogspot.com um, and either one of those will, re- uh, will direct you to the blog. And uh, it's just basically a little summary of like, can we stop using Mike Vick as a litmus test for every athlete that gets in trouble and say that, you know, Mike Vick is some type of uh, victim of the white man and all this shit. Like, come on, we get it, dude. They treat Michael Vick like he's Martin Luther King. That nigga didn't give a speech. Yeah. That nigga didn't stand up on Washington. Yeah. He didn't represent your dogs. I'm confused. Yeah, I mean, I get that some white people took it way too serious because of the dogs. I do get that. 
But if you think that's got anything to do with like lying to the fucking uh, DA and shit like, like that, like, we got like a ninety nine point nine percent conviction rate. Like this is what you said. If you lie to, you can lie to me, you, anybody else. If somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, we got something on you," it's the federal government of the United States. You just tell them the truth, cause odds are they got some stuff you don't even know they got on you. Yeah, exactly. So uh, check out the blog, guys. Uh, and you know, also if you once you read it, if you want to respond, just leave a response there or on the podcast page. But just remember, it's, man, I don't I don't sympathize for that nigga. That's all. It, it's actually kind of funny you you mentioned this because we didn't we didn't you didn't give me an itinerary for the podcast or anything like this. But I was actually thinking about this today because, you know, he started for the Eagles today. Mm-hmm. And I actually say, I don't give a lot of celebrities second chances, but I, I I do feel more sympathy for for Michael Vick now because I feel like he's, start, he's, he's, he's paid his dues. Right. He went to jail. He spent an entire year as a backup to a quarterback. He probably, you know, well, I mean... Donovan McNabb was there, but then he was going to start. He still might end up being second string because I think Andy Reid's going to bring back Kevin yep. Cobb. Nobody yep. pays second string to a quarterback. He's better than he's doing all these things of being humble. And I'm saying that that's why I, I can I can cheer for Michael Vick because I feel like he's he's doing the right things to show that he's humble and coming back. Yeah. On the other hand, I realize that why Michael Vick is doing this versus all the other celebrities who don't. People forget. This man basically lost everything. He has no yeah. choice but to be fucking humble now. Yeah, exactly. Truth. When he went to, when he went to jail, you after he went to jail, you're reading a different story every other month about how his his car is being repossessed, his home was being foreclosed, he owes this much people, this much money, the the Atlanta Falcons are gonna try to get their money back and all this other shit. This man basically came out of jail and was broke as shit. So he yep, yep. came back and had nothing. So he had no choice but to come back and actually, you know, try to redeem himself and earn his way versus somebody, you know, like a Pac-Man Jones or anybody else who, you know, they might get in trouble, but they don't really lose their money. They don't lose everything they have. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing about Vic for me is like, I think I root for shit differently than a lot of people. Because I don't really care about what people do out the field. It's like I'm only getting the entertainment that I'm getting from you in whatever field you choose to be in. And that's it. Yeah. Like, I, I really don't give a... If you kill puppies in the offseason, that's your shit. You know? And you go to jail for that, good for you. I, I'm not assuming that uh, you're a good guy because you can throw a fucking touchdown pass, you know? Like, it, you're probably a piece of shit. Like, most athletes, <laughs> most athletes, most celebrities are pieces of shit. And it's because we do have a, a culture where we worship them. We mm-hmm. turn good people into shit. Like, that's what we do is, like, oh, you throw a touchdown. Oh, I want to suck you off so bad. Or, you know, oh, Mike, you know, Chris Brown can dance real good. Let's, let's just fucking forgive him for everything. Like, okay, I get it, you know? And uh, I, I make jokes about it all the time where I'm like, oh, man, Mike Vick just threw a touchdown pass. I forgive him. You know what I'm saying? Or Chris Brown, yeah, I mean, cri- he cried during the BET Awards. I forgive him. Yeah, that, that to me is so not how you should judge their redemption. Like I said, Mike Vick to me did everything that a person who fucked up should do when they come back. Exactly. He came back, he kept his... I mean, remember, when, when Kevin Kyle was named... Uh, maybe I'm wrong in this, but when Kevin Kyle was named the 30 quarterback, Michael Vick was going to be second three. Michael Vick knows he's better. But I don't right. think Michael Vick went to his Twitter page. I don't even know if Michael Vick has a Twitter page. I don't, I don't think he does. I don't yeah, think he does. That's, that's, that's the 
smart PR move. Right. When you fucked up, you don't get a Twitter page, go on Twitter, and then bitch and moan about how, well, I don't get, well, they're not going to let me start. That's no. bullshit. No. He kept his mouth shut, took what they got, and then when he's given the opportunity, he goes out there and does, come and tell you what's going to happen. Andy Reid might not start. He might not. But I tell you one thing, if Andy Reid don't start him this year, some other teams out there that need a quarterback, <coughs> since they Matty Bengals, yeah. <laughs> Care a lot of Panthers, uh, but I know yeah. we two names. Uh, to go well, Michael Vick is going to be a starter somewhere. Yes, he is. Because he's still, I mean, he, I mean, the guy had what? He had almost 300 yards today, two touchdowns. He yeah, had almost 300 yards total yards. I mean, he's still got it. And it's scary because he's gotten better. Yeah, he's got pocket presence. That is scary, dude. Scary. <laughs> that is been scary. Doing homework. A Michael Vick with pocket presence is fucking scary for the rest of the league. Dude, I've got it. I was paying attention last year when he said, uh, uh, when he got back to, when he was on the Eagles and it was like week five or six, he was on the bench and he was like, uh, you know, I never really spent the time in the film room like I should have. I always relied on my athletic talents. And one thing this is giving me a chance to do is to sit back, study film and become a smarter quarterback. And I was like, wow, what if that's true? And he's not just saying it. And then, all of a sudden, you got in the game. It's like, oh, he fucking meant that. And, and see, I wish I, this is how I actually do wish that Michael Vick was the prototype for every other celebrity comeback. If every imagine if Chris Brown had done this, imagine if Chris Brown had taken a year off, gathered his thoughts, thought about what he had fucking done, then came back this year with an album, right, and made a real Al Army album. Says the same bullshit he was making before, right. Like, I mean, what, if, what if he didn't even have a Twitter page? What, yeah, what if he wasn't on Twitter? I mean, this is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of shit that the things that people should learn from Michael Vick that they're not going to learn. They're not going to learn this from Michael Vick's story, but they should. I mean, this man has done everything he should do. And I think in the end, it's going to pay off. Like, it's, to, to, it's gotten to the point now when I hear somebody talk shit about Michael Vick, I go out and defend him and like, listen, yo, he's actually, he, he's actually moved on from that. Yeah, he's actually shown like people always used to say. Well, what do you want to see from Chris Brown? What I see from Michael Vick, right. somebody who's learned and has grown from what they've done. We don't give celebrities an opportunity to grow exactly. from the mistakes they've made, and then we wonder why they go out there and make the same mistakes over and over again. Yep, and that and that's the thing that I'm saying with Vic is, I'm not saying that his uh, current redemption is really up for debate, but I really just dislike the whole like. Roethlisberger got in trouble. Let's compare that to Mike Vick. That's what uh, I'm saying. Stallsworth got in trouble. Uh, or Stallworth got in trouble. Let's compare that to Vick. Like, but they're not he's, the he is really an anomaly when it comes yeah. to this celebrity and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, and this, uh, athlete, uh, troubles. He, his shit is very, very different than everyone. Nothing yes, can is. really be compared to what he did. He hit on the hot button of so many issues at the same time. That you can't narrow it down to one thing, such as like race or uh, PETA or, or or whatever. It, it it really is a combination of so much shit that you have to say. Look, he's an outlier. Let's leave him yeah. out of this. And, and then not only that, when you look at the way he's acted afterwards, again, you cannot underestimate the fact that this guy goes from being one of the highest paid athletes in the country. Yep. To almost nothing, to, to basically being nothing. It's like Oprah waking up. When they say Bill Gates waking up with Oprah money and wanting to kill himself, that's basically, <laughs> that's basically what Michael Vick did, yo. 
He basically, woke, he basically woke up. He basically woke up and was making money like me and you were making again. It was like having to earn <laughs> his paycheck. And yeah. when you do that, it's a very humbling experience. And I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's, it's such a big, big, big difference from every, anybody else. Such a huge difference. I mean, you can't. I, uh, I was just talking about on my podcast had how when, when we talk about relationships. How you can't compare your relationship with somebody else's and give somebody else relationship advice based on what happened to you because everybody's relationship is different. Same thing with these. Every celebrity situation and atmosphere is different. Yep. You know, you know, t- the Tiger Woods situation broke out when it did and got such a big news because it's a time between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas where there's no real fucking news to go on. Yeah. So everybody makes a big deal. And also because Tiger Woods is a big. I mean, there's just so much stuff that right. goes into these things. You got to look at each one of them personally. If you just break it down by race or something like that, you're really missing the big picture. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Um. All right. So uh, this is has nothing to do with athletes or celebrities, but um. Damn, what are we talking about? What? What? Why can't um people just be cool? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, this is and this is partially actually this is all my fault. But um, <laughs> but, and I will own up to that. So before I even get into this story, let me just say I own up to my part of it, and I'm trying to be cool. But I, I was I'm at, I was at work right, and I I've had I've been unemployed before, uh, for like uh, last year for a few months, and I got another job, um, right as my severance ran out. So it was very fortunate. Like my severance ran out, but the next week I was getting a real check, so everything was okay. Um, I did my uh, temporary thing, and then I got a full-time job with this company, right? So, um, and, and I've been fitting in. I've been doing everything I'm supposed to do. I don't talk to anybody there because, to be honest, they don't need to know what's going on in my head and shit like that. It's to protect them. It's not for me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, somebody sends out, like, a fucking chain letter religious email, and I'm just like, yeah, I should probably not comment on this. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, we're... so. This last uh, few months, we got a new system where you have to clock in and clock out. Um, my last job that I did for the last, I don't know, 10 years, I've never had to clock in and clock out of anything. Like, it's fucking, I find that ridiculous. I find the notion ridiculous. But whatever. I, I do whatever they want me to do. So they changed the system to where it gives and it takes minutes. So if you get to work at, say, uh, 7.08... It doesn't clock you in until 7.15. So you lose 7 minutes of your pay. You get there at 7.07. It gives you 7 minutes of, of, of fucking free pay, right? Now, it took me probably a couple weeks to figure out the system where it's like, okay, alright, trial and error. I see what's going on here. And when I take lunch, I just started saying, alright, cool. Well, and now I'm going to take a lunch where I'm getting back 7 minutes late, but I get the free 7 minutes. So fuck it, you know, catch me. Um, so one day I get back from lunch, I don't, and I forget the clock back in. So I hit the HR lady up, uh, and I say, hey, um, can you, uh, clock me back in for the day? I, I accidentally, uh, didn't clock in for lunch. And she says, uh, she doesn't say anything. I go check it the next day, it's updated, but it's updated with an hour for lunch. So it's like an hour? And I only take 30 minute lunches. I mean, you know, 37 and a half, whatever. But I, I still only get clocked out for 30 minutes. So I hit her up and I was like, you know, very polite. Uh, just like, uh, I, I don't know if uh, something happened, but uh, I, I'm supposed to only get clocked out for a 30 minute lunch. And she hits me back and copies in, not my boss, 
my boss's boss, who probably has shit to do, and is like, yeah, uh, this, you've been taking, and she, the email's to me, but he's copied in, and it's like, well, you've been taking the average of 40 minute lunches. So, since you took 40 minute lunch, I just went ahead and clocked you out for an hour. And so I just hit her back the only way I could, which was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll pay more attention to when I clock in, and, you know, no big deal. I'll take care of it. But, she couldn't have been cool about that, man. She couldn't have just hit me up and kept my boss out of it and been like, hey, dog, I see what's up. Chill out. And I'll be like, all right, my bad. <laughs> like, why you can't be cool, bitch? I know you work at HR, but, like, is the whole HR thing to be a snitch? Well, see, some people are. I don't. I don't. I don't get it either. Some people are. Some people are cool, and some people aren't. I don't understand why some people just feel that they feel a need to like be like the snitch or what. Not even the snitch. They just feel a need to to be something important, right? And so they do shit like this because now you're requiring them to do something, and they know that you're not really going to say nothing to them and start a big deal, right? And so they. I, I don't get it either, dude. It it, it, it makes no sense to me. Like, if that was me, I'd have been like, oh, okay, cool, no problem. Here you go. Right. In the fucking story. There's no no need to go any further than that. I, yeah. I don't see why. Uh, yeah, I don't get that. That means, that means she checked all of my lunch history for, like, like the last couple right. of weeks. That means, like, she it's didn't just go about. through that shit. She was like, I'm going to fix him. I'm not even convinced she probably didn't already send some type of email to my boss or something. So, um, the other thing I was like, okay, you did that. Well, a few days ago... She's supposed to be the one who comes around and hands us our pay stubs. She gives you a uh, gives you a, a, a letter. It's your pay stubs in it. Whatever. She did not give me mine. She didn't give my boss his. She just half-assed went through the office. If you wanted your desk, she just didn't get it. Couple days passed. Nobody got it. Nobody heard anything. I asked my boss about it. He's like, uh, I don't know what happened to that. I guess I'll talk to her. Still nothing. Now, if I would have emailed this bitch back and, and copied the CEO... And been like, hey, where the fuck is my pay stub? You know, you only got to hand out pay stub. But I, I would be the asshole, right? I would be the asshole. I didn't do it, obviously, because I, I do want to have a job. I mean, not this job, but a job. So I'll take this one in the meantime. But it, it's just so fucking weird, man, that she wouldn't be cool about that, man. It's a, a weird thing. Yeah, that's, that, that's cool. Cool, cool bullshit. But I accept I accept my responsibility because hey if, if I wasn't doing it nothing ever would have been able to pop off but it's still one of those like really bitch really you know what I'm saying I hope like if I walk in tomorrow and they're just like hey man we fired you I'm walking right up to her office like so it was really worth this right it was really worth this anyway um so speaking of being cool let's get into some news cool. Alright, man, we got a few articles here. Oh, and, and not to get off subject, what mm-hmm. I've realized too, it's not even HR. What I've realized too is that some people are just buttholes. Right. Like, people just, some people feel like if they can do anything to have any type of authority over you, if they can do anything to have any type of reign or control of what you do at work, they get a pointless sense of satisfaction. Right. And you're like, it is not that important. This is it's just a job. Yeah, it's a very weird mentality to even but, do that shit. You, you kind of get both. You, you get you get people that that, that that are complete buttholes and and do stuff that's like you're talking about with the, the HR lady. Then you have the people like the guy I used to work with who ended up getting fired. Who just don't take their job seriously. Try and then end up getting fired. And then you know I kind of feel like you'll probably blame it on the job. And I'm like. 
Well, dude, you just weren't doing your fucking work. Right. And see, that's the, now. that's the other thing, dude. I come, I come from a company where it was like, look, come to work. Do your fucking job. Be competent. And leave. We trust you. We're not watching you every second of the day. Like, this is like a bad relationship. If you look at the way my job treats me and the way I feel about my job, it's two motherfuckers that don't want to be together. It's a person that's watching your every move, and it's another person that's like, man, if I could get seven free minutes of this shit, I will. And we both don't like each other. It's like a relationship where you come home and the chick goes through your cell phone, and the dude takes the long way home from work every night. Yeah, you see, I can't, I can't, I can't work that job. I can't, I can't do it. Because that's the kind of job that makes you want to go kill yourself. Yeah, if it wasn't for this podcast, man, God bless. Uh, no, I mean, the people always ask me about that. They're like, so what are you? I ask you, so what is your end game with the podcast? I'm like, to make sure I don't kill nobody. I mean, I don't have a goal. Like that. My podcast, my podcast is what keeps me from being able to function as a as a functional member of society. And not go all serial killer on somebody. Exactly. This is therapy for me, okay? Exactly. That's my that's my goal. That's my end game. To not to be able to live my life and not go to jail for assault, okay? That is it. If I can do that, then my podcast and webpage have been successful. <laughs> exactly, dude. Um. All right, so let's get into some news. Uh, a lot of convicts were being able, were balling today. My man Mike Vick was balling in Detroit. My man um, Pac Man Jones. I saw that. Got so an interception. interception. Yeah. Huge. Okay. And it made me think about inmate number 09R36260. Plaxico Burrs. I was going to say, that Plaxico? <laughs> yeah, that's Plaxico, man. We used to be number 17. Now he's number 09R3260. Um, <laughs> so, so my man, um, I guess he, I, I don't, randomly I went to Bossip today to, for, for the podcast and it said that, um, he apparently is saying common sense shit that everyone should know, which is you can't go any lower than being here, prison, other than being in the ground. And he says, uh, this article says that once inside the visitor's room of Oneida Correctional Facility, the officer heads to the guard station. Plastico Bird sits down at a little square table. He looks straight ahead at three brown gates. Razor wire walkway and two metal doors that separate Oneida, Oneida's 955 inmates from the outside world. And he starts talking about his son, Elijah. Elijah is three years old and a big Giants fan, which is very ironic because I don't think the Giants will ever have Plax to go back. No. Um, and he, uh, he, uh, he went to jail right when the child was he was He got in trouble around the time. How long has he been in jail? I want to say he's been in jail two years, but if it's three, I, I, maybe it's three because I do oh, remember yeah, what you're talking he, about. Yeah, I think he got in trouble right when the, the child was born. It was a big deal because they were like, wow, he just had a child born and he's going to jail. Yeah. He's, he's in for what, two years or is he in for three? I think he's in for uh, two years. Um, so he should come up soon and be ready to get out. He was actually applying for work release and didn't get it this summer, but. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, he, uh, let's see. His son cheers for Brandon Jacobs, his best, his father's best friend on the team. And for all the guys, mostly though, Elijah keeps asking his father why he isn't home and why he doesn't play for the Giants anymore. Oh. What do I tell him? How am I supposed to answer those questions? Birds ask as the outset, at the outset of a 90 minute interview. His first with a print reporter since he went away. He touches the sole patch on his chin and looks down for a moment. He can't go any low. You can't go any lower than being here, other than being in the ground. It's as tough as it gets on a personal level. You learn a lot about yourself. You try to think about the bigger picture, about life outside these walls. 
you just try to find a way to get through so um what what what's funny about this though is he actually had a plea deal on the table mm-hmm. and he said fuck that i'm gonna fight it and then eventually got found guilty mm-hmm. so like it was like this dude had like he no, just I made every wrong move to make yeah and i mean i'm for gun ownership i think it's completely fine for people to own guns i have no problem with that but you need to know the fucking law not only that it's certain places go ahead babes it's certain places where you know you out in the country in timbuktu where you can have a gun shooting cows and pigs but yet when you in like certain cities they like look we want this out of our city right we gotta make our laws extra extra strong to keep crazy folks and fools and criminals out of our city because we want our city safe if you want to do that, go to another city or another state. Yeah. Know where you are with your gun at all times. My, my biggest problem with this, uh, I remember when this happened, everybody, you know, all these people were coming, boy, you know, uh, he's an athlete, you know, they got to protect themselves and gun laws, this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, here's the thing, you know, and, and I, I'm like you, I, I'm all for gun ownership, but I believe there should be some rules and regulations with gun ownership. I, I'm actually one of the people uh, the NRA would hate me because I believe that if you're going to own a gun, like a car, you need to be able to just, just, just you know, display proficiency with such said gun. Yeah. Right. And, and proper gun safety. And my biggest thing with Plasico was, and why I had no sympathy for him, and why I hate when people use this whole, well, he needed a gun to protect himself. This motherfucker went to a club with his gun in his fucking sweatpants. Yep. And he shot himself. Why? Yep. Because the gun wasn't properly stored. He didn't know what the fuck it was doing. I mean, the safety was fucking off. I mean, there's just so many things that. You should know before you fire and own a gun that he did wrong in this situation that I cannot feel sorry for him at all. He's like, he's lucky he only shot himself. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's lucky that he missed he missed a serious artery and didn't kill himself. But yep. you say he didn't shoot anybody else. It's like I have so little respect for anybody who tries to defend what he did because it was such a dangerous thing to do. And like, like who is the dude? That likes to go to the club where it's niggas with guns in their sweatpants. It's, I've never been in any bar, club, or public situation where I say, you know what this party needs? More niggas with guns and sweatpants. Like, no. And, and, and it, I guess my biggest issue with it is that I personally cannot afford a bodyguard. Nigga, your ass can afford two bodyguards to dance right beside you, doing the same dance move while you in there shooting yourself. That's what I have. It's this is my always have with body. the celebrity and their and, and the gun gun shit. It's like, why don't you put your boys to good use and have them form a security company and have them get guns legally and then be your bodyguard so that they're no longer reaching off to you for your money and they actually have real legitimate jobs. Now, let's say your boys have felonies, and guess what? They shouldn't have guns to begin with. That's right. If you have a felony, you don't need a gun to begin with. How about you avoid anywhere you need to go that requires you to carry a gun? Because that probably means, but if I'm going somewhere that requires me to be strapped, and it's a club, I probably shouldn't be going in there. That's right. Higher security. Right. I don't get it. I mean, 50 Cent did that shit. People used to get mad at people. Fat Joe used to make fun of 50 Cent. He used to go to where, like, 50,000 cops. Right. You know? But I'm like, yo, that nigga never got shot again, did he? Nope. Say that. As much I mean, shit as he talked to, he was asking for getting shot, so he's I smart. Mean, why, why do all that shit? I mean, it, that's why I had no sympathy for this. 
It's like, if you're going to carry a gun, no problem with it. There are plenty of athletes out there that do have guns, do carry guns, and they do it correctly. I just remember there was a whole big deal about this after the Plexico thing, and then again after the um, uh, uh, Gilbert Arenas thing in the locker room, people were talking about athletes and guns and blah, blah, blah. And there are plenty of athletes that came out there and like, well, I carry guns, and you know, I, you know, I'm legal and stuff. I'm like, that's fine, but you probably also know the laws right. surrounding carrying a gun. You probably go to the gun range and practice. I, I, I was wondering this. How many of these motherfuckers go to the gun range and practice? Like, when T.I. got arrested for all these guns and shit. Like, when's the last, when's the last time T.I. went to the gun range and shot a gun to show that you guys could hit a fucking target? Right. People get mad at me when I say this, but I'm like, you want me to believe that you should have a gun, but you haven't demonstrated that you can at least hit a target. That's right, and I'm that doesn't make sense to me. And me and Roger have talked about this, and a lot of people with guns would totally disagree with me. But I think when you get a before they put any type, I don't care how big or how small the gun is, you should have a mental evaluation. Mm -hmm. You should have criminal background checks. You should have so many hours at a shooting range, and you should um, uh, go through safety classes. You need to demonstrate. That you are a competent person. Yeah, if it's you not fail the, any of these, mm -hmm. you don't need a gun. It's not the gun that bothers me. It's it's the responsibility of it. Like if yes. you're gonna just be like, I'm I'm not gonna be responsible with a fucking thing that can take somebody's life. Well then, guess what? Go to prison. I'm not I'm not gonna feel sorry for you, even if your son and all this shit. You can try all this shit out in front of me. I still remember what you did, nigga. Go to jail. Learn your and, lesson. And the thing that kills him about it is, and the thing that really kills him about it is, I don't know. I, I don't know why gun owners are so against these because I would think that uh, uh, most gun owners, if you're going to, I think a lot of gun owners that, that actually are the NRA Karen car carry members yeah. that, that, that fight these kind of things, I'm like, well, you're not even the person we're talking about because you probably go to the gun range, you yep. probably take proper care of your gun, you probably take the defensive shooting class and do all these other things, you probably know how to handle your gun. I would think you'd be more supportive of other people learning if you're... Yeah. I, I want to get a gun. I, I want to. I right. get a shotgun, and I want to get. I want to get a um, uh, 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 an automatic uh, pistol. I, I want to get that. But I also want to go and take the classes so that I at least know how to handle them. So when I have them, I don't actually shoot Maximus, my dog. <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is too, man. Like a lot, the NRA and uh, the people uh, who own guns, they're just like every other political faction where they're represented. By an extremist minority that's against everything. And if you actually talk to most people who own a gun, they're way more like, yeah, you need to report someone who who, has, who isn't being responsible with their weapon. You need to report someone uh, if they have like mental order disorders, mental problems, yeah. and, and you see them breaking down, but they still have access to guns. Because they're like, this shit doesn't do me any good. When some dude decides to shoot up by tech, yeah, that that doesn't do me any good. No. The guy with the gun that doesn't cause problems, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Because all the federal government does is just come in and want to take everybody gun, and that's right. the problem that they have. They're so afraid that they're gonna take everybody guns. They want everybody to have rights to guns. Yeah, there's a hardcore faction inside of them that riles that shit up, though. Like there's a there's a faction in the NRA that was happy Obama got elected because they were able to say he's going to take your guns, hurry up and buy guns and bullets, and places were running out of guns and it's, bullets. And, and my thing, all jokes aside, but when that happened, when like the like they sold more guns than ever, more bullets than ever, but yet people come around and tell me 
that him being a president didn't strike up some people racially. Not all, right. but some people racially. This has never happened in the in the history of our country. Exactly. And my thing is this. Um I'm sorry to disappoint you, but niggas ain't just gonna break in your house just because they ain't got nothing to do with you, white person. I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. to disappoint you. Most of us don't want to get shot. And it's I not like don't. Obama has this legacy of anti-gun legislation and all this shit that he's fighting for. It's literally just like, hey man, that dude's gonna take your guns. So what? I better run out and get a new gun. You yeah, know? that's yeah. fine. Like, well, Obama like, said you can't. It was like uh, some of the stuff was. Uh, he's not gonna let you have assault rifles. It's like, first of all, motherfucker, what do you mean a fucking assault rifle for? <laughs> I don't think Al Qaeda is targeting your fucking barn. All right, calm down. <laughs> it's, always, it's, always some, it's always some motherfucker in Bumfuck too. Yeah, it's never, it's never like some some fucker in in, in, in Brooklyn talking about some damn Obama's gonna not let me get an assault rifle. It's always some motherfucker in like Montana talking about some. Well, damn, no, I'm not gonna be able to keep my my assault rifle. Motherfucker, <laughs> are the Canadians gonna invade from the north? What the fuck? Are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, did the beer did the deer start packing a uh, heat down there in uh, Montana? And then, <laughs> they're like, they're like, this is like this is Red Dawn or something like this, and the, and the Russians are gonna fucking invade again. It's like motherfucker, this is not modern warfare too, yo. <laughs> Put the fuck down. All right. Speaking of uh, calming the fuck down, Kim Kardashian is firing back at a company who makes blow up dolls. She believes were made in her likeness. By threatening to sue. Kardashian believes the doll is modeled after her, thus violating her right to publicity, and now her lawyer, Sean Chapman Holly, is in a, is on the attack. Are they marketing towards black men? Are they marketing what? For are, they black? Marketing, are they marketing the doll towards black men? Is that what's going on? I, mean, I don't understand this. I would need to see the uh <laughs> va- the vagin- vaginal and the mouth hole to see who their marketing is for. Uh, cause you know, if it's very small, then I'm gonna say no, not for the brothers. But um, let's see. Uh, if, it's not, if it's not for the brothers, then it can't be Kim Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. Really, really, that's how you. That's how you know. I mean, shit. If this, if this, if this shit is like on Park Avenue or some bullshit, marketing the white folks, <laughs> it's like Kim Kardashian. But if this shit's like you know, you know. You know, around the black areas or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can see that shit. Sleep on, hey, sleep on the white dudes. They want to fuck Kim Kardashian too. They ain't trying to fuck with them. Yo, yeah, she ain't. That's why they got to get the blow up doll. They don't even got a chance. They like, oh, this is the closest I'm gonna get. Hey man, what kind of person buys a blow up doll? That's the other thing too. It's like really, I, I've never had a desire. I mean, that, that's, man, you, you might have some weird sexual desires or some shit. Right. Never, never at one point I've ever been like, yo, I want to get a blow doll. Or now they have those, uh, the fake pussies. Yeah. I've never had a desire. I've been like, yo, how completely need to get one of them? Yeah. How lonely of an existence do you have? And it, first of all, that requires, like, planning and shit. Like, because you, you got to clean the doll. You got to lay it on the bed and all this shit. There's so many things that, don't, that are so wrong with this show. Like, <laughs> I don't I just, think about. Can you imagine... Blowing up your fucking doll. Like as you're sitting there blowing your fucking breath into this doll, how do you Wait, not just walk to the closet, pull out your gun, and shoot yourself in the fucking? <laughs> how are you sitting there blowing the joint, going, "Damn, I'm gonna get something tonight." <laughs> <laughs> 
What you doing tonight? Uh-uh. Yeah. Stay in here. I mean, what's that called? Foreplay? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of dudes do that because they have poor interaction with women. They be like, well, at least she won't tell me no. At least she don't talk it's like, uh, it's like Chappelle said about fucking that monkey. He's like, y'all keep fucking with that human pussy if y'all want. More monkey pussy for me. Like, you can have it. Well, here's the thing. See, my thing is, fuck the blow-up dolls. You need to do like the Japanese do. The Japanese at least make the dolls look like they're real, you know? Right. <laughs> the Japanese, I mean, this is one that you got to get the Asian motherfucking show, man. They go balls to the fucking wall. I mean, yeah. shit, we're here. We might have like a, a store that sells, you know, you know, we have a Spencer's, you know, that sells all kinds of, you know, penis pumps and, and dildos and all kinds of crazy shit, right? And, 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 and Korea, they put out a whole part that's nothing but like giant stone penises. <laughs> in, in Japan, they make every porn you could possibly fucking think of. You know, yes. you want saran wrap porn? We got that. You, wow. You want, yeah. you, want, you want you want you want porn? We got it. You want you want you want robot robot companions like you see on like a episode of The Outer Limits or some shit. Right. We got those. It's like anything you can, any of your sexual desires. If you if you feel the need to go out there and get a blow-up doll. Just save your money and go to Japan. Yeah, I guarantee all the technology over there is originated from the fact they were trying to fuck something. Like, it's not like, it's like, hey man, we were trying to create a robot you can fuck and we came up with the PlayStation. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but Japan is where Skynet is going to be created. And Skynet's going to be a porn, a porn computer. It's not going to be like a defense, <laughs> defense you know, it's going to be a fucking porn computer. It's going to be built in Japan. And it's going to be, the, the purpose is going to be to like, you know, create the most perfect sexual, and that's how the angel is going to come. That, that's how the fucking shit starts. It's going to gain it's, sentience and aware, self-awareness. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Midway through a blowjob with the, you know, with the android, that all of a sudden becomes self-aware and chop your dick off. <laughs> wow. You know, I don't, I don't trust them over there because this is the kind of shit they do. And honestly, <laughs> blow dolls are good for nothing other than print gifts. Like, right. And when you give the print gift, if you later come over to your boy's house and find he still has it blown up in the corner somewhere, <laughs> intervention time. Yeah, dude. I just all right. So um, let's see. Uh, Holly fired off strong, a strongly worded letter to Pipe Dream Productions Incorporated, the company behind the sex doll, demanding that they stop production immediately or face a lawsuit. Uh, the, but Pipe Dream, unlike their products, doesn't plan on just taking this line down. Take, <laughs> telling us the similarity between the kinky Kim doll and Miss Kardashian, Kardashian is purely coincidental. Yeah, right. Now I'm looking at this picture here, and the picture it does look a little like Kim Kardashian. Now I'm not saying it's dead on, but, but they have obviously uh, tried to make it look like her. Yeah, and my thing is this: I don't blame her for suing. Uh, just for the fact that if you're gonna use her likeness and her image, pay her. Yeah, exactly. Pay her. If you'd have paid her and she'd have said, yeah, it wouldn't have been no problem. But you can't do that and not pay her. That's true, but on the other hand, from, from my point of view, if it was me, I don't think I would want to call up, you know? Yeah. And, and, and be, I'm looking at the image now, I don't think I would want to call up. And, and 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 get into a, a a legal fight with a company over a doll. Oh, you know, but you know Kim will. <laughs> that's, money, that's money she ain't getting. She's like, I'm already a celebrity with no talent. Uh, this y'all is right up my alley. Yeah. What is this? A news article? Yes, let's do this. Y'all ain't getting. I'm not getting a dime off of this. No. The, the back of the box reads. 
Meet Kinky Kim, the busty bubble butt bimbo who's had more dark meat in her than a bucket of fried chicken. No one really knows what she's famous for except cellulite and her insatiable appetite for filthy sex. Oh yeah, that's about you. Uh, that's about you. Yes. Oh yeah, you got a suit. You got a suit. She got a suit. That is slander. Them bitches went right at your head. Right at the jugular. The fussy bubble who's got more dirt meat in her than a bucket of fried chicken? It's so offensive. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, dude. That is like. This is the truth. They're not even trying, dude. I, I, uh, but yeah, dude. I saw that and I had to read it. Um, so we were talking about Twitter beef the other day, and I, I was thinking, man, like, these rappers and these celebrities, they beef over Twitter. When they see each other in real life, how does this shit start? Is it like, oh, 50 Cent, man, you talking shit about me, son? What's your Twitter? I'm going to get at you on the internet, dog. Don't even don't even think I'm going to take this line down, man. I'm about to hit you back tonight. I'm going to be on there tweeting. I'm going to hit him back, y'all. I'm going to hit him on. It used to be, yo, you know, niggas, get, niggas start beefing on, on rap. They they go to the studio and put out you know put out some you know put out put some hot on whack you know right I never used to do that shit you know Fifty used to do that shit I mean everybody used to do that shit something like this you go out to the, you go into the studio and you put like I remember when um uh uh Eminem did that that joint girls and he was like yeah you know I admit I wrote to you you know I was a little, I was a little, I was a little pissed you know I kind of went in on you but that's what people that's what you used to do back in the day. You know, you, you get you get angry, you go put something on wax, you might not release it, you might release it, but you just get it all out. Nowadays, things are beefing, it's like, oh, okay, okay, you gonna beef me? No, let me, let me get my blackberry out, I'm gonna get on Uber Twitter, yo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the most bitch shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, nigga, you better follow me back, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get all my Twitter followers to get on you, yo, watch this. I mean, you got like, you got, like, you got, you got, you got mismatched beef now, too. It's like... It used to be that in back of the day, you know, if somebody beneath you hits you, you might not even make, you might not even recognize it. You know, you might not even try to go back at it because it's not working. Now you got, you, you got, what was it? Uh, oh, what was it? Soldier Boy or Bow Wow going at, at, at back and forth with Fabulous now. It's like, you're not even in the same fucking category. What the fuck are you, why are you even dealing with it? You got an RB motherfucker, a, a pop artist, and then and Fabulous. Why are you even dealing with this shit? Yeah, everybody's all everybody's all popular on the internet, but like I, I'm just wondering when they see each other in real life and shit don't happen. Like, what, hey, nigga, I'm gonna see you on Twitter, dog. Fuck that. <laughs> all right, yeah. So speaking of speaking of the beef, Chris Brown got into it with Cat Stacks. Once again, two Are people you that yep, mm-hmm. two people that aren't into they aren't on the same level, just like Chris was saying, and uh, it says here. Chris Brown kicks it off by saying, Ghetto College Courses is his Twitter hash mark. You know, his trend. They started. How to beat your girlfriend and get away with the phone call. <laughs> sorry. How to dance really yeah. good. That's when, he's, that's, that's when he's passed. I'm sorry. That's when he's passed. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump in with that. He says, Ghetto College Courses, and he doesn't act cat stacks. So maybe he's not trying to start beef, but you know this is going to get back to her. You're one of the most popular people on Twitter. He's asked, Cat Stacks, well, you know what she teach, LOL. And so, of course, Cat Stacks came out of nowhere and hit him back and said, uh, you're my honor roll student. 
And he says, you won't catch me. I'll run through a burning building butt ass naked before I ever consider. Yeah, sure, an apple and antibiotics for you. Ghetto stripper names, Rat Stacks. And then he says, last, I'm getting sick just responding to you. Attention, fellas, beware of biohazard stacks. Um, which is pretty funny, except, Chris Brown, you beat bitches. <laughs> right. It's just like, what the fuck? Who is this nigga? PR people, yo. Like, wow. like, uh, his, his PR people are so bad. I, I want to find them and strangle them myself. It's like he's a friend. Dude, dude, stay off of Twitter. So, dude, stay off. So you know it can't end there. And Cat Stacks hit him up with, my Twitter page just caught a black eye from Chris Brown tweeting me. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> Cash Stacks with the Cash Stacks with the old the old red right though. God damn. Wow. Cash Stacks was a hit of uh, a comedian or something to get that one. That's good. That's too wow. good. To hit. Wow. She says uh Chris Brown goes down. Chris Brown goes down. And Chris Brown says, Boo, that was weak. And no, it wasn't. Oh, no, it was quite strong, Chris. Oh, actually, you know what? That's dumb. You know, yeah. Wait, as soon as somebody says, oh, that's weak. Oh, that was kind of strong. That one got him. That yeah. one got him right there, yo. He read that joint, his soul kind of dropped a little bit, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Damn, I don't get cat that problem nothing. But like you said, people got a gold speeder on that one. <laughs> wow. And he says a couple more things, and then she hits him up with a picture of Rihanna. Uh, after she got beat up, and he, and he says, uh, this is what happens if you have sex with Cat Stacks, and it's a picture of a coffin. So, I guess he says, it just doesn't sting as much as that punch mark. And, uh, no, I mean, the, the fight was over, y'all. This is like a UFC fight. So, after that fight, after that punch that Cat Stacks threw, y'all, so he couldn't yeah. intelligently defend himself, y'all. The fight was over, y'all. The fight was called, y'all. Yeah, he was out of control at that point. Keep me over Cat Stacks, y'all. So, uh, speaking of uh, other celebrities and their online shit, Shaq, apparently, it has been accused of being a hacker, accusing accused of attempting to frame an employee of kitty porn and breaking into his mistress's voicemails. Hey, um, nothing better to do with his time. I don't know, man. You know, I Shaq used to be it's my hero. Bitch. I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the fact that he got engaged. Who? Oh, oh, my nigga. Right. <laughs> we'll just we'll forget that whenever it happens. Hey, man. You know, I play flavor of love. I almost can't even do this story. I, like Shaq used to be that dude, man. He yeah. did. He was bad. I believe he could fly. I mean, it was like wow when he first. This nigga made Kazam, and was stood and was stood it. Like, yeah. you know how many motherfuckers couldn't have made something that shitty? Wait, wait, Kazam and Steel. And Steel. And Steel. And somehow, we still respect him. This and motherfucker. They made, and they made shitty raps. Rap yeah, out and made terrible shoes. Exactly. He had his own video game. Shaq Fu. It was it was like a Wu-Tang fighting game, but it was ah, Shaq. Like he rapped and everything, yes. This is amazing. He stood beside this man. Why? Because it's, it's Shaq. It's, you know, you're just like, you know, anybody talk bad about Shaq, you're like, but it's Shaq. You know, you got all the, the, the crazy eyes, but it's Shaq. Now he's like, his name used to hold weight. Yeah. 
used to could just be like in a basketball argument. Yeah, man, but Shaq. You know what I'm saying? And people be like, yeah, that is right, Shaq, man. You're right. Yeah, that's who you right. Um, Shaq former employee Sean Darling filed a suit for intentional infliction of emotional distress, invasion of privacy, and civil RICO, which is racketeering, on August 3rd in Miami-Dade County, Florida. Here are some explosive allegations. Shaq hacked into the voicemails and phone system of Darling and Vanessa Lopez, a mistress who is currently suing Shaquille O'Neal. He deleted the Lo- Lopez's messages and changed her password. Oh, <laughs> I just can't picture this big ass nigga laying, sitting over a laptop typing. I don't think he did. I think he hired somebody to do that. If I was a lawyer, I'd use that defense. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be the OJ defense, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give him a, a tiny-ass computer. I'd be like, listen, yo. If, if the keyboard don't fit, you must quit. Yo, man. Be like, <laughs> Get that nigga a notebook. Yeah, open it up and be like, can you go in there and um just just go in there and change somebody's password real yeah, quick. Give that nigga a MacBook Air, yo. They look too small for his fingers to type and have this nigga try to type, yo. <laughs> listen, my, look, listen, yo. He can't do this, yo. He can't do it. He, he got quit. He cannot change the password. He can't even log into the computer. His fingers are just too fucking fat. Like, it would take, like, 20, 20 to 30 minutes of gym, him just, like, typing by holding a pencil or something and pressing the keys with the pencil just to get onto the computer. They'd be like, all right, look, he couldn't have done this. This is ridiculous. He'd be set charging easy with that. I mean, that's the defense I would use. I mean... Shit, I don't see why not. Call me up, Jack. I got you. <laughs> I, I got a law degree, but I can get you out of this. That's, that's fucking easy. That's an easy charge to get out of. But, but real talk, we were talking about how, you know, Shaq is, you know, calls and race so much. It's interesting seeing how, how he's now changed from Kobe. Kobe used to be the one that was hated. He's yeah. been hated a little bit, but now Kobe's trying to elevate himself. And here goes Shaq going further and further down. He's just like, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, Hope he knew what he was talking about, man. Them motherfucking traded places and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I remember, because uh, I'm a Kobe fan. I know it's rare to say you're a fan. But like I said, when I say I'm a fan, it means on the court. I really could give a fuck about these dudes off the court. But um, I do remember being like, I mean, just so many times in my life being like, listen, I understand that Kobe is aloof and he's probably arrogant. He's probably a dickhead. I'm not even going to debate that shit. But, but do y'all really think Shaq is a nice guy? Like he has some cruel jokes too. Like a lot, a lot of his jokes were really subconsciously deep. But yeah. a lot of people were so busy laughing that they didn't really realize what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's got charisma. Um, so the second charge, O'Neill uses law enforcement contacts, both active and retired, to obtain restricted information about one of his mistresses, Alexis Miller, while he was involved in a legal battle with her. Wow, he was fucking a lot of women. Oh, fuck. I forgot he was a sheriff. He's, a, he's part of the sheriff department, you know? Yep. Yep. Oh, man. See, yep. this is what happened when you let a, a big old... I mean, I almost feel like... Like Shaq was almost like that big, big mentally retarded baby. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That, that everybody yeah. kind of knew was kind of a little bit slow in the head. But kind of, you know, let's get away with dumb shit because, oh, wow, it's... Oh, look, it's little Toby. It's, oh, look, it's little Shaq. We'll let him get away with it. Oh, Shaq wants to be a sheriff. Okay, we'll let him do it. You know damn well, you know, it, no. Yeah, we were like, isn't that cute? No, it's not. I, there's no nigga I would hang out in my regular life that wants to be police. I'm sorry. I'm not saying anything bad about police officers. I'm not even saying anything bad about people that want to uphold the law. That's great. 
but not in my personal life. I don't want to hang out with you and have shit go on the record. That's just not how I roll. I don't do a lot of illegal shit either. It's just I don't want. I don't want to hang. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to. I, I wouldn't hit a serious thing for some of my I'm like, yo, I know you're doing illegal shit. That's right. Wild. That's the main thing. It's not even that I have anything against. It. Like you said, anything against that. It's like I know you motherfuckers are doing dirt, and so you already gonna make it seem like it's bad. Like I'm more worried that like he's gonna come in my house and be like, wait a minute, you you borrowed that DVD from Netflix and you burned a copy? It's like, that, it's that, fancy, <laughs> it's, it's that fancy football commercial where they go, he goes up and tears the guy. Right. The fancy league. That's what Jordan is. Like, That's why you don't hang out with police, right there. Um, Shaq threw a personal computer holding much of this evidence into a lake behind his home. Uh, Shaq conspired with active law enforcement as well as ex-members of law enforcement to frame Darling for a criminal offense and destroy any evidence that Darling might have against O'Neal. Uh, and the criminal offense he's saying is that Shaq framed him for having child porn on his computer. Hey man, I, I know that I feel like Shaq is falling off. I'm gonna go with Shaq did not do this shit. That is way too calculating for what I believe Shaq is capable of. I'm sorry. I don't think he can frame you for child porn. That's a little extra. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest, Joe. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you that you get framed by Shaq? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, because when I think of somebody getting like, when I'm hearing all this, I'm like, so does Shaq dress up as a big-ass ninja and right. going around, sneaking around? I mean, I just can't. I can't see Shaq being a mastermind behind it. Maybe Shaq pays some people to do this. But I can't see Shaq. Per- I mean, and they, and they say he gets fired with law enforcement. Yeah. But I'm, just, I, I, I'm like, I just can't see Shaq as the criminal mastermind, or even like the go-to guy doing the heavy listening on this shit. I just can't. And what if, <laughs> what if this dude is correct, a hundred percent? Except he tried to throw that child porn in there at the end, like, and he framed me for child porn. <laughs> like, sure he did, sure he did, buddy. The rest exactly. of this shit makes sense. This doesn't. It's like, I was waiting for that for uh, to catch a predator for some guy to say that. It's like, no, no, no. I, I, you know, I, it's not really me. My friend is trying to set me on a blind date. Not just <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, so yeah, it's a very odd joke that will lead to my arrest. Um, police man exposes himself to woman follow her into the grocery store. Wow. Allentown police arrested a 41-year-old man Monday for exposing himself to a woman in the parking lot of a South Allentown grocery store and then following her into the store out asking what she thought about his size. Wait, who is this? This is some random dude followed a lady into a, a grocery store after flashing her in the parking lot and while he's watching there in the grocery store, he's like, what do you think about the size of my dick? So, wow. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, the recession is hitting motherfuckers hard, yo. Yeah, even, <laughs> even, even the perverts are going to I mean, we had out here in, in Maryland, we had that dude that was that put up a bottle and was playing the semen around. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, the semen bandit is what we call him. Right, yo. And it was like he'd done this like a while, for a while. And I'm like, you motherfuckers are either getting creative or desperate. I don't know which, which, which is worse. That dude, like, those dudes are like one step from buying a Kim Kardashian doll. So that's that's like this is the and, last. And, and then jerking off to it out in front of her house, yo. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, inside the store, the man confronted the woman and asked her about his size. She told the man to leave her alone to go away. She said he then followed her through three more aisles, repeating his question. The victim repeatedly repeatedly told him to leave her alone, but he wouldn't. Uh, court records do not indicate how police arrested uh, this dude. So oh, shit, maybe she should just answer this fucking question. 
Yeah, I mean, stop being a bitch. A guy <laughs> wants to know a simple fucking question. Right. I mean, yes, sure, he played for the Jets. I get it. Just answer the guy's fucking question. <laughs> all right, stop right. being a bitch. Jeez. Right, I mean, shit. I mean, she would probably ask for it anyway. Probably the way she was dressed and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't go to the store in that shit. You don't want to, uh, you don't want that shit. Um, I just sent you another link because you have to see the picture attached to this article. Um, wow. thank, you, thank you for reminding me about this. I, I kept, this picture was so bad that I kept forgetting about it. So go, go ahead. Yeah, I meant to talk about this last week and didn't have the strength. Uh, this, really? <laughs> this, this, this article is called How Republicans Party. And it's the, next, the National Freedom, Federation of Republican Women, NFRW, uh, which means what? Not free from work? I don't know. He- held <laughs> held his annual fall board of directors meeting in Charleston, South Carolina, last weekend. A decision the organization is likely regretting after several controversial pictures from one of the meeting-sponsored events began surfacing on the internet. One of the pictures shows South Carolina Senate President Glenn McConnell, who FITS readers will recall, and FITS is a uh, the name of this website. Okay. Readers will recall enjoys dressing up as a Confederate general, posing in his re- in his rebel garb with a pair of African Americans dressed in um antebellum attire, and I will just translate that to you as slaves. These niggas are dressed as slaves. He is dressed as a fucking Confederate general. And, and, and let me just say, they're not just slaves. They're happy-looking fucking slaves. I mean, these motherfuckers are smiling and teasing. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really in pain. After the picture, they're like, a boss we do, dude? Yes. The brother on the right looks like the the front of the Uncle Ben's box. And oh, that's how, yeah. <laughs> the, the dude on the left is just looking like, oh, man, my family don't even know I was supposed to be here. Like, he's... Is that a dude? That means he's dressed up like a woman slave, yo. Exactly. That is a dude dressed up. Oh, my God. Um, The event in question, dubbed a Southern Experience, was held last Friday evening. (laughs) Yeah, Southern Experience. Apparently, when Republicans think of the Southern Experience, they think of niggas being slaves again. They don't think about grits. They don't think about sweet tea. It's more to the Southern Experience than that. No, they made the slaves made that for them, too. So that's probably where Sweet Tea came from. A nigga probably came up with that. Um, ah, it was held last Friday evening at the Country Club of Charleston, hosting the Country Club. They could not make the shit more racist. They could not <laughs> do it if they tried. The Country oh, Club. Of I mean, I mean. They, they really couldn't. I mean, they, they, they couldn't do anything more to make this shit more racist. I mean, it's just like, geez, uh, one guy just sitting around going, geez, I, I want to be racist. Um, what should we do? Yeah. Uh, how about we have black people? How like how do we how do we show that we don't get it and we don't welcome minorities? Well, let's have a southern party and invite black people to become slaves. Well, where can we get black people from, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> I just Brilliant. I just picture an old white woman sitting on the porch of a plantation, like we haven't dressed the niggers up as slaves lately, have we? And just going and getting some random niggas out I the street. I wonder if they allowed the biker to come through the front door or the back. I mean, that's really the <laughs> You know, they get the back. Because these, these niggas really walk to the front door, they had to go into the back like the real Southern experience. Like, <laughs> I mean, were they working the party? Were they out? You know, were they, like, when you walk around, you'd be like, hey, Toby, can you give me a, can you give me a captain and toast? I mean, how the fuck does this work, you know? Like, what happens when you see these niggas out on the street again as a regular folk? Like, if I see Governor McConnell on the street, and I'm one of the niggas that was a slave. 
Are we gonna just go back to like, we're not gonna be like, hey man, remember that party, man? That was off the hook, man. Yeah, you, you know what I wish it was? I wish I, I, wish, I, I wish I was there. If, I wish I had no brothers in the face. You know what I would have done? I would have just uh, me and a bunch of my friends just using shoulders and charged that motherfucker and been in that joint like, you guys are all under arrest. Yeah, fuck this. You got the first. Nigga, I would have dressed as Harriet Tubman and started slicing throats. <laughs> this shit would have been a the revolution would have started that night. That's my southern experience. And my thing is that this is why all white people need at least one black friend. Because somebody would have told them this was exactly. bad. Exactly. One black no. friend. They got black friends. Somebody to stand up and be like, hey, this is not going to look good when it comes voting <laughs> time. Yeah, a real black friend would have been like, "Hey, man, why are you taking that picture?" I would yeah, not. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past these two black dudes to have set them up, Chris. Like these I dudes. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. <laughs> maybe, maybe these guys are the 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 the, uh, the, the, the double agent of, uh, of the drop squad. You know, maybe that's what this is. You know, they am here doing their their due diligence and, and doing their job and they're convincing people the white the, the, the DOP to continue to make themselves like idiots. They infiltrated. They, they infiltrated them and then yeah. and then took the pictures and then like, don't worry, we'll publish these. We won't publish these on the internet, boss. Because look, look, I'm not going to say that I wouldn't do something like that. I already told people I'm going to the RNC in 2012. Right. <laughs> I'm wearing my Obama shirt in 2012. Yeah. And I'm going to be infiltrated like a motherfucker, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting around, around about white women talking about something. Yeah, man. Fuck that. Fuck that Kenyan national Obama. You know, right there. You will be in every photo shoot because they try to put everyone. One brother in, 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 in at least every photo shoot so they can be like, we're not that racist. Um, <laughs> exactly. In addition to, to McConnell, Governor Sanford attended. And spoke at the event. Wow. That's not a big fucking shock. I mean, this is South Carolina, right? Yeah. Stanford. I mean, first of all, it's South, it's South Carolina. I mean, can, I hate to say, I, I hate to say, but can you really be shocked? Yep. I mean, with the politics and that kind of, and, 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 and of the GOP, I mean, this is the same, this, this is the same GOP party that earlier that one of the guys that was running for, um, for Sanford's spot, the lieutenant governor, came out there and compared poor people on welfare to stray animals. It's wow. Well, here's, here's here's where I got to, uh, this is ridiculous to me. I'm going to name some names of people that were there, uh, that were invited. Uh, invited speakers to the NFRW conference include U.S. House Minority Leader John Boehner, Senate Leader Mitch McConnell, Representative Joe Wilson, House Speaker Bobby Harrell, former Ambassador David Wilkins, GOP gubernatorial n- nominee Nikki Haley, and I saved the best for last. RNC Chairman Michael Steele. This is why I can't fuck with this nigga, man. Y'all always try to pull the. Oh, oh we got Michael Steele, man. How you can't support a brother? This is not some shit a brother would be cool with. Well, okay. this is the same guy. This, we, I just talked about this on the show. Uh, I just I just recorded. This is the same same guy, Michael Steele, who then went out there and then defended New Gingrich's comments about Obama being a Kenyan, you know, having a Kenyan worldview. I mean, he was asked by by John King on CNN, and he was just like. First of all, he was like, oh, 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 who said this? Like, he didn't know who said it. Like, he didn't know who did it. Then when John King was like, well, you know, as a black man, how does it make you feel? He was like, well, what, what is my race to do with any of this? And John King was like, well, because he called him a Kenyan national, don't you see how this could kind of connect to the birth of new movement and then trying to pin Obama as a as a radical Muslim from another country? And he was like, well, I don't see that. I think that's a stretch. I don't understand where you're getting the information from. And I'm like... Michael Steele, you're not that dumb. Like, people keep... Like, I, I, I heard folks who said that, you know, Michael Steele is playing dumb again. And people were like, 
Oh, I don't think Michael Phil is playing. No. Listen, I'm from I'm from Maryland. Yeah. Michael Phil used to be the lieutenant governor here. Michael Steele is a very smart man. I cannot call uh, he's done a lot of dumb things, but he's not an idiot. He's not a Sarah Palin, he's not a uh 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 you know, a uh, Michelle Bachman or right. you know, who's a new lady, the Kristen O'Donnell chick from yeah. Delaware. He's not one of those. He's a very smart man. He's just gotten to this point where he loves his job so much, he loves having the little bit of power that they give him and love being Kobe so much that he's willing to go along with this dumb shit just to keep the little bit of power he has. It's he's sad. one of the few Republicans I've ever heard speak eloquently and with some measure of morality enough to where I was like, you know what? I can understand where you're coming from. But that was years ago. Like, now he's just like a shill. He's like McCain now. He's just saying whatever the fuck is convenient at the time. And I don't know why he thinks any of this shit is going to save his job. They don't like him, and they don't want him no, to be the leader. He might as well just start fucking coming out the yeah, box and, and talking how he feels now. That's right. He might as well, because he was one of the few people that came out and basically said, Rush Limbaugh is a joke. Why are y'all taking him seriously? Then they come out and beat him, and he apologized. No, he is a joke. Y'all can't yeah. take him seriously. Well, 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 he's separating him. Well, I, well I, 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 it's so funny we bring this up. Like I said, I... I Dude, I'm gonna tell you the same thing as I just said on my show, which is to understand Michael Steele and a lot of these black Republicans. You have to you have to know what they say about how they were brought up. And the biggest thing about Michael Steele and, and every single one of these black Republicans is they always say that they were made fun of for talking like they were white, right. for being smart, and they were always brought up in bad neighborhoods. And so, and I can relate to that because I'm the same way. I talk like I, I'm, people still tell me now, uh, you, you you talk so proper, you talk like a white guy, you know uh, that they they. Uh, they grow up in these bad neighbors and they, and they succeed. And right. they, they get a lot of stuff. And so they could never really connect with their, their other African American peers. Mm-hmm. And the people they did connect with were the were the their white peers, even though their white peers really only really gave them the table scraps. Their right. white peers really didn't make them one of them. They were like the tokens. They really were. Yeah. But they still got more love and compassion from them than they did they're their own people. And so now they're holding on to that. They're kind of caught in between both. They don't get the full love they need from either one, but they're going with the people that at least give them something. And yeah, as, right as long as they're willing to fit the part. And, um, yeah. you know, like I said, it's kind of disgusting because he didn't, he wasn't always like that. But if I told, it's like Shaq. If I was to tell a kid now that he wasn't always like that, they'd be like, go fuck yourself. No way. That dude's a sellout. And now he's earned the title of sellout, and I really can't defend his actions of late. So, um, fears that teen girls pressured to look like porn stars. Girls as young as 14 are getting Brazilian waxes, a trend experts have labeled the pornification of teenagers. A Brazilian wax? Yeah, Brazilian wax is like, uh, where they take... You remove all, remove all your hair from all, mm-hmm. from all down there, right? Mm-hmm. Butt cheeks in the front part, too? Uh, I guess if you got hairy butt cheeks, maybe. I don't know okay. what these girls are working with. I know some people get it all removed. I can't imagine a girl would be too hairy at 14, but I don't know. I, yeah, what kind of hell do you got going on down I've there? I've never had 14-year-old pussy, so I, I would know. not know about this. But uh, maybe they want to check Shaq's hard drive. Um, Inmate beauty treatments are becoming popular with girls as boyfriends demand they look like porn stars. So, your boyfriend at 14, the man you look like a porn star, and legally neither one of y'all should have any access to porn. I'm very confused. Leading child protection advocate Hetty Johnson 
Sorry. She needs a better name. Yes, she does. I'm sorry. What are these people thinking when they're just like, over oh, her butt cheek said the crime was like, what are you doing? You need to change your name. I can't take you serious. You couldn't get, you couldn't get somebody better for comment on this woman, man. Yeah, really? How about sex, protecting children from sex? My name's Hetty Johnson. Vote for me. Um, said the trend was scary and called the legislation to stop it. While you must be 18 to get a tattoo in Queensland, as well as some types of intimate body piercings, there is no age limit on waxing. Although many salons require parental permission for under 16 year olds. Okay, this is Brazil. No wonder this don't make sense. Is that what just happened? Brazil? Yeah. No, No, it's a Brazilian wax. It's happening in America, baby. Oh. With the formal. I was trying to kind of say, well, Brazilian must not got the law, so I was kind of. Nah, we don't give a fuck here. With the formal season about to start uh, and schoolies just around the corner, beautician. Schoolies? Wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck is this from? The Courier Mail. This has become a different type of search now. I want to find out. The CourierMail.com.au. Is that Australia? I think. It yeah. Yeah, this is Australia. Okay, because I'm okay. about to say, this makes no sense. Well, you were right, Karen. This shit is not from America. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, no problem. Um, author Melinda Tankard Rice said the pornification of youth culture was ha- having a diabolical effect on young girls' body image. And on top of that, when you talk about Brazilians, like, all those women are like, hot and got big breasts. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, dudes come there. Just- I don't even know why it's called a Brazilian wax, to be honest. I think it's because that's the kind of bikinis they wear. And not only that, I... Well, I, think, I, think, I thought it was also because there was a lot of women who were... Um, and the the Brazilian chicks were, were giving the joy. That's why I always thought it was the Brazilian wax. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, the Brazilian wax has been around for decades, but Brazilian porn has kind of gotten popular in the last maybe eight to ten years. Uh, yeah, but going to I, Brazil to get... Going to Brazil and get fucking the porn stars hasn't been... No, that's not... That has not... That is not recent. I agree, Chris. That's, that's great. <laughs> now, I have not done it, but I've heard the stories. Yeah, you know, well, I'm not saying I've done it. Right? Yeah, like that. I would not go down there and risk my <laughs> HIV. Yeah, and, and the leading child protection advocate lady would have had a better name if she was in the United States. Yeah, maybe Hetty don't mean the same thing down there. Um... Miss Johnson, uh, anyway, the boyfriends are putting pressure on them to have prepubescent porn star look. They've come to, to prepubescent porn star look? You gotta phrase that better. Um, they've come to despise their natural bodies. Miss Johnson, well, that's normal. That's all women do. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. The prepubescent porn star look? What is this? To catch a predator? I mean, what the fuck is Yeah, did Chris Hansen write this? Um, Miss Johnson said it was impossible not to make the connection between young girls getting Brazilians and the increased sexualization of children. Everything they are watching, seeing, doing is about sex. They're growing up in an R-rated society. Miss Johnson said banning treatments on under 16-year-olds would at least encourage self-regulation. Regula- yeah, regulation. So wait, over 16 is fine and 16 is fine. What what decided that cut off? That's. But I'll be I'll be perfectly honest, man. I didn't know nothing about no Brazilian at fourteen to fifteen, man. Me neither, man. And I guess that's why. I mean, I'm, 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 
And you're working this 15 year old that fucking hairy. <laughs> yeah, she is. I can't even imagine. Like, I don't know because I just wasn't really getting to see a lot of them when I, I was mean, a kid. I was a nerd, hair. okay? I was a nerd growing up. I was yeah, almost. I, know, I, know, I didn't have that much hair. I'm not that 14 to 15. Exactly. I'm, a, I'm going by me. And I'm a hairy yeah, too. Hair and yeah. Yes. Exactly. And I changing. mean. It's like I—I I was growing up. I was a nerd. I was almost gonna be Republican, but uh, you know, I didn't know enough about vaginas at fourteen to say if it needed to be Brazilian wax. I didn't know types of waxes. I didn't even know. I would have just been happy to see a vagina of any kind. It was if it would been oh and it's shaved, or if it would have been regular, I would have been just fine. So I think anyway, watch your children. That's I'm not gonna finish that article. Watch your children. Um, we got two more articles. We're out of here. Oops, police say men attempted to rob sheriff in Craigslist risk list sale. Oh. Yeah, so some dudes tried to get some shit off Craigslist. Um, Idaho authority, uh, Garden City, Idaho. Authorities say two men attempted to rob a local buyer interested in purchasing a laptop computer off Craigslist. Only problem, the buyer was a Ada County Sheriff Gary Rainey. Wow. Garden Gary. City Police Report. Oh, uh, uh, go ahead. Terrible. No, no, nothing he description. So I guess when you put it on there, he probably didn't say it was a sheriff. Well, what they do is they say, hey, we're selling the laptop. Mm-hmm. Then somebody shows up and they pull out a gun and they go, give me your money. Because they know oh. you're coming with cash to buy a laptop. Oh, okay. Rainey was looking to purchase a laptop computer and had agreed to meet the potential seller at 6650 Glenwood Street in Garden City. When Rainey arrived, however, he saw the seller in a pullover, hooded sweatshirt, other dark and other dark clothing sitting on a rock. Rainey said he quickly became suspicious. The dark clothing is what we call a clue, Rainey said. Was he also black? Uh, no, it's two white dudes. Oh, okay. I wasn't saying, I mean, <laughs> that's also what they call in New York, uh, suspicious behavior. Black <laughs> and dark clothing. Oh, I'm surprised. That's why this story is different. That's why you didn't just pull the gun out and shoot him 40 times. Okay, never yeah. mind. Go on. Yeah, that's why these dudes are alive. Police yeah. say that it would have just been sheriff shoots two niggas. Uh, <laughs> Police say, right. <laughs> police say they believe the dark clothed man planned to rob Rainey once he got there. However, Rainey called the police and when they arrived, the seller took off on foot. He was apprehended almost immediately. A second suspect was arrested later. Uh, after an investigation, Garden City police say two suspects, 20 year old Dominique Hilton and 19 year old R- Roman Nazarco, intended to commit an armed robbery. The only thing better than laughing at arresting criminals is laughing at arresting dumb criminals. Damn, Rainy got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga got jokes. It's like, yeah. we call that suspicious behavior. Uh, <laughs> this is not the first time the suspects attempted a similar crime, officials say. Earlier this month, police say suspects attempted to rob a Nepa man during a bogus iPad purchase. Uh, we had tremendous response in our call to the community for tips and information following the robbery last week said uh, Sergeant Mark Bennett the citizens in the community were anxious for us to find the suspects and today we can thank all that helped make this happen okay I understand so what was it oh go ahead because okay. at first I, didn't, I was concerned when Jan said so they put out fake ads right and they know you coming to buy their product with cash right so they rob you and don't give you the product of course not oh. that would be a transaction if you robbed them and gave them the product so was this was this, was, this, was, was this actually a sting by the police, or was he actually trying to buy? He was, he was trying, trying to buy a laptop. Yeah, it just happened to so, be uh, so I, I got a, I got a question. I'm like, so when 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 you go to meet somebody on Craigslist to, to buy a laptop, and they say y'all want to meet, meet you to meet me in the park by the rock outcrop where there's no lights. If something didn't didn't click in your head, then that hey, yo, I don't think this shit is right. 
I'll be I'll be the one with the hoodie on, my head down, and my hand and my hands in my pockets. Just come yeah, on. Under under the the, the the street light that doesn't work on the rock out crop. Meet me there. <laughs> that doesn't get that doesn't tip you off that hey, this might not be right. I've never heard of that before. Like that makes no fucking like if I meet somebody off Craigslist to buy something, we're gonna do that shit like Born Identity. You gonna meet me in the mall? I'm gonna have spiders. I'm gonna come. I'm not coming alone, dude. I'm. I, we can't stay anywhere for more than a couple seconds. Like sit here. Okay, now get up and sit over there. Now you leave the package on that other table. I'm gonna walk over to. It. I'm gonna leave the money on this table and go. You know, fuck that. Not Rob. Or you can just like every other Craigslist transaction takes place in. We you PayPal and you mail it to me. I'm yeah. Yes, yes, that makes. How about you? Sense. How about you meet me uh, in the police station? Right. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, last <laughs> article. Shit. Last article. <laughs> now, Chris, uh, I don't know your necessarily your romantic situation. I know you're not married, but I don't know if you have a girl or whatnot. But uh, okay, so you're single. So this article might help you. Okay, this is a little oh, advice. Okay. This isn't for us. You know, I don't use this anymore. It's called. Pickup lines. Anymore. <laughs> oh, awesome. This is gonna be great. What works? <laughs> what works? What's obnoxious? And what's just creepy? Okay. Ampiella Brock is a Scorpio. Heather Fortin is a Cancer. How do I know this? I asked them. Ooh. Asking a lady her sign is a pick is a pickup line invented roughly five minutes after the astrology came on scene. It's <laughs> astrology came on the scene. It's a great icebreaker, soon to sure to loosen up the will of the prettiest girl in the bar. The chicks love it. Ask anyone. Yeah, the problem with that is you also have to know what that fucking means. Yeah, I, 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 I asked some chick with a sign, and she told me a cancer. I'm like, you should stop smoking, then. I mean, I just <laughs> <laughs> that shit means man, that, that shit means nothing to me, yo. It's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Sagittarius. I'm like, okay. I tell them I'm a Gemini. They're like, oh. Like, that's not the problem with me. I tell people I'm a Gemini, all of a sudden, oh, you're one of them. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? We got a, yeah. we got a secret club of Geminis that, that we can't. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? I'm a Taurus, but you, know? so you should probably get another better car, because Ford makes terrible shit. Right. Um, but the, the thing is, though, like like you said, like I don't like the sign thing, because I don't like that when I answer a question, I immediately get hit with the negative traits of some shit that I have no control over also. You know what I'm saying? I got enough pressure being black. I don't need you just being like, oh, a Libra, huh? Like, no, what? Oh you're, a, oh, you're a nigga and a Libra? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this never worked. Um, Midlife Crisis says Heather Swooney. Not up to date on pickup lines. Are you serious? Says Anne fanning herself. My sign says a hot number named Maureen says do not disturb. You see, they want me. How could they not? Pickup lines are everywhere. Always have been. You don't have to be in a nightclub or a hot tub to hear one. Little boys lay them on little girls in schoolyards. Plumbers lay them on widows with leaky pipes. Straight That's gay. That's not the beginning of a poem. I, I think this dude is embellishing. Straight okay. gay and any funky combinations thereof. If you are not the type to live your whole life alone in your mom's garage, you will resort to pickup lines and you will probably hear a few. Unless you're a middle-aged fellow. Middle-aged fellows have too much class. It's either the young 20 to 25 year old, says Heather, or the midlife crisis guy, 40 to 50. I don't think she knows what she's talking about. I don't know. She's probably been to a lot of clubs. I mean, you, I don't you know. know. I was talking about this, Chris. I mean, with uh, Kev. And I was telling her, I was like, listen, I got to the point where I'm single because I just don't got time for this bullshit. I mean, all this, this whole <laughs> conversation that they're talking about, <laughs> you know, I just, I'm looking at this, I'm reading, I'm listening to this like, 
really? This is what you motherfuckers really do? Yeah. That's why I'm single, yo. I don't got time for this bullshit. Yeah, I would be a horrible single person. I don't have a patience yeah. or the will. Yeah, no. <laughs> not only that, the You be me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for this shit. I'm listening to this shit like, man, fuck this, man. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all of you. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, the, the funny part about it was that I will remember was in college and me and Roger did some kind of stupid dating game show thing. And one of the questions was, what is your sign? And when you're brought up in a household where we don't do astrology stuff, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And everybody looked at me like I was a dumb one. I don't know. I yeah. know now, but it's funny because it, it was uh, the dating game, the newlywed game or whatever was the game we were playing. Like a, uh, a mock of that game, and I, I don't think any of those couples are still together but us. Yeah, anyway. That's true now. Um, <laughs> so fucking well, 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 no, you wonder why? Because all the all, all other couples probably put so much on, so, so much stuff on that, on that silly bullshit, that has nothing to do with a relationship. I mean, I, I thought, when, you guys have been on my show for a couple times, I told you, you know, I think, you guys had your anniversary not too long. I said, man, I take, I, I look at you, you two, and I'm like, wow, that is, you guys are awesome. Because you guys are friends and you guys are together and that's why you all work. Right. Everybody else is just so caught in what the idea of being in a, in a relationship is supposed to be and have no idea what it means to actually be in a relationship. It's just, it's completely bullshit. Everybody trying to live up to some, somebody else's definition of what they're supposed to be fucking doing. Like, oh wow, yeah, you're a god, so you're supposed to buy her flowers. Yeah, and a lot of—I uh, mean, people say lines don't work, but I got Karen through a line. I remember I said, uh, "What you getting into to tonight?" And she was like, uh, "Nothing." I said, "She said, what you getting into?" And I said, "Hopefully you." And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, "You only 14 <laughs> But you were like, "Yo, you got Brazilian?" Yeah, I was like, "Well, you need to wax that shit up, then let's do it." Um, she, uh, this lady says, "Only once did a line work on her, uh, and that relationship uh, where it lasted eight years." Um, another one said a line worked on me he kept telling me to lose the zero and get with the hero which is funny because i didn't have a boyfriend i was with him for two years wow that's wow what kind of line is that um what, what happened to hey how you doing what's your name what i mean don't yeah we skip with the formal introductions I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest that that is that is if you will my line i have nothing else Right. Because, yeah. You know what? I hear this, I hear this bullshit. Like I'll hear I'll hear one of my boys give a line to a chick, and I'll be like, "Wow, if you fall for this shit, I never wanted my penis to be near you to begin with." Yeah. Yes. I don't blame you, and and, and and I'm glad that I'm with Roger because I know me, I would be, uh, I would be the girl that everybody will say I just thought I was just a bomb because hey baby, how you doing? I'm gonna look at you like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yo ho, I'm gonna look at you like you have lost your mind. If you do not come to me with some type of respect, I just won't deal with you. And I have those standards, and those are standards that I'm not willing to lower. Because odds are, if you hollering at me like that, you ain't about nothing anyway. People don't want to admit that, but odds are, I'm just another something else on your checklist. You ain't trying to be serious with me. All right, well, so let's. The, the, new, the new thing is people falling for this. It's now they don't call it lies anymore. It's called swag. <laughs> and I find this hilarious. I'm like, so what that basically means is this, this dude has wooed you out of your fucking panties by, by giving you an image of what he's, you, you want him, you want to see. That's right. I mean, yeah, it's so fucking easy to do, but who wants to do that? So now you build a relationship on a lie, and then when he ends up cheating on you four years later, you're now caught off guard. I'm like, well, he basically caught you like a, like you were fucking prey. 
Gains right. Mental. Yeah. Now you're wondering why he's discarding you like a predator. It's like exactly. We're having a conversation. Anyway, thanks guys for uh, tuning in to another episode of the Blackout Tips Podcast with Rod and Karen. And uh, we've had Chris on here from the Insanity Check Podcast. Uh, go to his website, theinsanityreport.com. Uh, uh, Chris, you got anything you want to plug coming up? or? Uh... Uh, well, if, if, if any of your listeners are in the DMV area, uh, we're doing a happy hour in, uh, in, in Baltimore on October 16th. Uh, you can find us on the webpage, uh, the Facebook, on Facebook, facebook.com slash, uh, the insanity report. You can find the event there. Um, if not, hey, just, you know, join the group anyway. Come to the website, you know, listen to the podcast if you don't already. And that's basically it. Follow me on Twitter because, you know, me and Rod are always talking shit on Twitter. So, yes. you know, find us there. Yeah. It, it. Your, what's your Twitter again? Uh, just insanity report. Yep. On Twitter. So, yeah, no. uh, find me there and, um, yeah. Again, I'm very happy that you guys finally got me on the show because we're glad to have you on. on. I've been wanting to be on this show for a while now, so now I've made it. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> man, we'll definitely have you back, yeah, man. Glad. And, the fu- and the funny thing about you, for anybody that follows him, I think he's hilarious. Me and Roger joke at you. I ask Roger, "Do you sleep?" Because I have to get up early in the morning. I don't know four, four thirty-five. Next thing, I'm getting up there on Fox News, and I'm like, "Does this nigga sleep?" I'm up, <laughs> yeah, and I got like fifty tweets. No, I know, I don't. I don't. Every now and then I'll go, like, when I'm, when, when, if I go dark on Twitter, it's usually because I'm either working or I'm going, I've passed out sleeping. Right. <laughs> that's, that's basically what it is. And then I'll, I'll wake right back up or jump right back into it, like, I, 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 like, nothing. Like, you'll hear, won't hear from me in, like, three hours. Next thing you know, I got, like, 20,000 tweets out of nowhere. It's pulling out of my ass. Um, <laughs> oh, and everybody, uh, you guys are, uh, hopefully both of you all will be filling in. For rice for uh, my co-host uh, next two Wednesdays, the twenty second yeah. of the eighth. So Ooh. I'll have you guys back on my show. I love having you guys on. So um, yeah, definitely, yeah, man. Yeah. All right, well, um, you know, check us out. I'm at Rodimus Prime on Twitter. I'm say that again. That is in D A T. And check out the blog, theblackouttills.blogspot.com. Get my thoughts on Michael Vick, and you can also listen to the podcast there. Leave us comments on iTunes, Podomatic, and Facebook. Just search for The Black Guy Who Tips. And uh, don't forget to click the right hand, look to the right hand column, click on that donate button. Help us pay for some of this bandwidth and shit. And um, until next time, uh, we'll talk to y'all then. Love you. I love you too. Thanks, guys.
get mad. Instead of watching myself, got eyes with a bag. Don't take no slap with your bandage in the track. 